Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Investing Talk. This is Aurelia. I launched an in-person group in London where we discuss real estate. Um, feel free to listen to those episodes we've done uh, in the podcast about in-person events and why they're so important. That's why I created mine because I really believe in their value and how they can help you on your journey to uh, financial freedom, for example, if that's what you're after. Um, so come out and check them out, come, come out and come check us out. Uh, uh, we've had Glenn talk, we've had Michelle talk, we've done uh, house flipping in the US, we've talked about how to screen tenants, all very important skills that can help you um, in your journey. So come sharpen your skills. It's uh, the main focus is education, helping others learn about uh, about about uh, real estate investing. And um, I'm here with Glenn, glennsutherland.com, co-host. Uh, Glenn does multifamily investing. Um, he has a course and a mastermind about how to, in how to invest in the U.S. Um, and Glenn cares really about uh, his students taking action. So that's one of the many benefits you'll get uh, out of uh, taking his course and his mastermind. And I'm here also with Darcy, uh, darcywhite.ca. Uh, Darcy dives into his thoughts about um, real estate investing, way further into detail uh, on his website which is some sort of which is like a blog where you can find um, his thoughts and um, i'm sure he'd be happy to connect with you and and as always if you have any questions you'd like us to discuss on the show you you may have noticed by now that we we love to dive deeper into topics that's that's the purpose of the show feel free to send them at um, advancedreitalk at gmail.com advancedreitalk at gmail.com and today, the topic of the conversation is what is so level of renovations? When is too much? When is not enough? Uh, and uh, yeah, maybe you could uh, start us off, uh, Darcy. Well, I think hear this, Darcy. Yeah, I, I, I love this topic when Ari posed it uh, earlier. It was actually me, but I'll give it was the lens topic. Sorry, it's, good. <laughs> it's a good one. This is, I think, this is where I see most um, uh, people in this business fail, uh, and you can't. This is fail early, uh, and you take this takes you out of the game. So uh, this is probably two mistakes I've seen, and two very good, smart people I know have struggled with this and suffered for doing just this thing. Um, so I created an acronym for it, where I think it is. So there's three things as I see it, and maybe you guys can comment on this. Um, my acronym is ART, the art of renos. So there you go. Art. Sense. All right. So first, appropriate. Appropriate to your market. What I've seen consistently is people overbuilding. So typically, someone investing in real estate probably already has some money and they've developed a, what, what they think is a, quote, normal or background sense of aesthetics. And they impose that on another class. Um, so, you know, Glenn's question was, do, do we put in granite countertops? No, 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 don't, no, don't do that. It's not appropriate. What I'm looking for is um, what we do is better than the rest, and that's good enough. Better than your competition, so, um, uh, but appropriate to that class and that cost. Um, exactly. So that yeah. does exactly it. It is doing a proper analysis of your competition and being mm -hmm. better than them. Um, yep. If you go and over-renovate this, guess what? It doesn't necessarily command more rent. 
Right. It does not because the market is going to say what a one bedroom and a two bedroom is. And you're wasting money on things that I'll get to this um, number two, uh, the second part of the R, because number two is coming. And I mean that in both senses of it. The number two is actually coming when it hits the fan. So it has to be appropriate to your market at that price point. You cannot overspend on this because this will crush you. This is the worst thing you can do is overspending on your rentals. Because number two is it has to be re reproducible. Because here's the truth. You renovate a suite and you love it and you take pictures and you archive it and say, this is what our normal suite looks like. And you have a template. It's going to be this. It's this color of walls, it's this baseboard, this cabinet, this countertops. You have your template, you have your color boards, you leave it there for your contractors. We're using this vinyl plank, we're using this, this textured Berber, right? You put that thing in the suites and everyone knows what they're supposed to do and you do it. And then you have a tenant that moves in. They don't pay after 60 days. It takes you two months to evict them. And when they leave, they've created $30,000 worth of damage and you're renovating it again. We have some suites we have now renovated six times in seven years. That means there's some bad tenant selection going on. Yes, that's a management problem. Um, there's also some bad luck, um, but it's gonna happen. You're gonna renovate some of these suites twice. Don't fall in love with your work. This is your work, it's not your art. Even though my acronym is art, this is actually your work. <laughs> and your art is staying, is your management of the situation. Your art is your business not the stuff that you put in your suites. And I've seen it constantly overbuilt. So it has to be appropriate. It has to be reproducible because you're gonna do it over and over again. And that gets you to number three. The third thing is your technique or the skills that you apply to doing this. You need to take the Ray Kroc McDonald's principle. If you have things that in your business that require special expertise, you're gonna be screwed because you need a lot of just solid, capable people. A business can't be built on special skills and special application of techniques. So if you're doing textured concrete flooring with a poly laminate covering and you're doing color and you're mixing it in concrete rather than laying down vinyl plank, you're wasting so much of everybody's time. Because guys that can do that are just a handful that can do it well, but everybody can lay vinyl plank, go with vinyl plank because you're gonna to need to find somebody on a Saturday to do it so you can rent it on Monday. And if you're stuck beholden to someone who has special skills, it's gonna be costly and you're gonna fall behind and you won't be able to reproduce this. So it's really important that your art of management and rentals, they're appropriate, reproducible, and the technique is simple. Nailing up baseboards is not, is not really difficult. You're talking about 90 degree inside and outside uh, corners and a little bit of dap. That doesn't take a genius. What you want are just capable people and you need lots of them because your contractors aren't with you forever. Your wife and your kids are, your contractors pass through your life like books from the library or like DVDs used to be rented. They're there for a time and then they go. They buy a really expensive truck and they move up and they do exotic rentals and you don't use them anymore. So this is a mistake. So I know two people um, both bought in Eastern Canada, so they were non-resident purchasers. Um, one bought a beautiful 1960s-style, um, uh, uh, modern-style concrete apartment building in Hamilton. And it had, it had beautiful lines. It was designed by an architect. It had a limited amount of suites. There's only, I think, 20 suites. What he did is he did these very expensive. He opened the kitchens up. He made them open and clear and beautiful sight lines, and he put in these 
oblong, beautiful custom-made countertops where he imagined a coffee machine sitting on, where they would use their Nespresso yep. or their Senseo. And he had this idea that they would have their muffins there and we staged them. He staged baskets of muffins with, with a coffee machine on these expensive, just that little corner in his kitchen cost six grand. I was renovating full one bedrooms for $6,000. Just his little corner cost $6,000. And he had 20 of these suites to do. That was endemic through everything he did was over the top because he was a very wealthy man. He had a really high paying job and high aesthetic sense. You know, his wife would go a couple or three times to St. Petersburg to see the art, the modern masters in the St. Petersburg Art Gallery. And she'd go to the Euphasia Gallery. She would go to the Louvre. So their aesthetic sense was so high that they couldn't go lower to find where their tenants really appreciated value. These suites looked beautiful, but they never made money in six years. He ended up selling them. Real estate, you know, mercifully goes up in value and he got himself out without any harm, but he never really made money on these exotic, expensive renos. And I have another friend because of their professional background, they're both highly educated, both have multiple degrees. They believe that renovating suites and apartments and single family homes require the work of first an architect, then you have an engineer, then you have a general contractor. The general contractor hires all the subs to a spec. So the general contractor sat down with them and they worked up a spec. And for every moment the general contractor worked, the spec got more and more bulky and more expensive. And he ensured himself that he had a job for 18 months to turn around a single family home in a renovation. Um, the cost of all that infrastructure in their heads before they even started the work ensured that they would never make a profit on these properties. The only people won, the only people that made a profit on these were ones that caught, charged an enormous amount of fees upfront for work that was unnecessary. They did not make money on these. They maybe got their money out of these projects, but they never made money. Um, the art of reno is appropriate to the circumstances and conditions. They have to be reduced, reproducible because you're going to do it twice. People are going to move out and they're going to break your heart. You're going to do a beautiful reno and they're just going to destroy it. And then you're going to put new cabinets back in. So make sure there are cabinets that you don't have your heart into, right? This isn't a family pet. This is a this is work. Um, and then, you know, make sure that the contractors working on them are just simple, simple, simple. You don't want any prima donnas that you have to wait on that are extraordinarily expensive. So you can't afford that, not at this level. This is the biggest mistake I've seen people make. Uh, you can fix almost anything, but if you blow all your capital reserve, you're screwed. You really are. You cannot make these kind of this mistake. This is the worst mistake I've seen. Sorry, I went for a little bit. No, there, no, that's good. It's good. The about art, ART, appropriate, reproducible, and technique. That's terrible, but I had to find a T. But um, yes, think. we're talking value add, but value add doesn't, it, it doesn't mean like, sometimes it doesn't mean doing the countertops like i'm kind of regurgitating what you said because a lot of you covered a lot of the same points sorry but, yeah sorry, no no, no it's good it's all good but um what you're going to find is you need to anytime you're doing anything whenever you're going to go buy a house that you're going to flip you're going to pull comps right you should be looking at what other what the quality of what people are selling around you is are they doing tub surrounds are they tiling this thing are they ripping the whole thing out and putting a glass insert in like what is what where do you need to be to do this right yeah. um and if you do that in certain neighborhoods you put the grand and everything in and you're in like the hundred thousand dollar house market guess what you yeah. you spent way too much money 
for this this whole thing to work, right? Um, yep. Same thing whenever you're doing a rental, right? You should be yep. looking at comps and you know renovating to that level or a little bit above. Um, one big thing that always confuses people is I go on, I talk to a contractor, I want two budgets. I'm like a rent ready budget and a flip ready oh, that's budget. That's good. Right? Oh, that's good. Because they're not the same. They're not the same. Um, if I'm flipping this, uh, I'm getting rid of all those wood windows. I'm going to be putting in new vinyl windows. If I'm renting it, it depends on the neighborhood and depends on what my budget is. I'm, we might be getting those scraped and painted, right? Um, and working properly if they have the the waiters in them, um, just making them work properly, right? Uh, you know, safe, clean, lockable um, is my, what our goal might be. But it, you have to go to the right point. A lot of these people, I, or not a lot, but I've seen people way over renovate these projects and they're like oh i found this really cheap house in cleveland and then they just drop so much money into it you're like did you do the math on this what it's actually worth at the end like does this actually make any sense and if you're going to do like even when i was down in florida uh two weeks ago um we did a property tour and we were walking these these things and i was walked in this one property that was it looked like it, we were in 1990 still right mm -hmm. and uh one guy and the guys I was touring with were mostly contractors and they're like, oh, okay, we come in here, rip this kitchen out, put granite in here, we move this wall over here. I was just looking at it and I go, and I said, and the property manager walked in right as I was saying this. And I said, no, I'm like, you take this countertop out, you put another laminate countertop in that doesn't have the burn mark on it. Um, you get these cabinets painted and you move the fridge over here because it makes a lot more sense. And, and the guy goes, why, why wouldn't you do the, why wouldn't you do the full thing? Why, why would you stop there? And I go, because what is the ARV of this property and what are they asking for it? Like, we really don't have that much room in here. Like this isn't a the deal that has that much room. We're talking a two bedroom, one bath in Hollywood, Florida. Like this is not, does it doesn't have the meat to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. And if you do all that, or you just put the countertop and you paint it and you clean the place up, they paint, probably paint the entire interior guess what? You get the exact same amount of rent, but you spent like five grand instead of 50 grand on the, you know, the exact same thing. And then I'll go when, but when you want to go sell this property, you rent this out for five years, 10 years, whatever your goal is, you get to the end of that and you want to sell it. That's when you do this. It's different if you're, but it still has to make sense. It still has to make mm -hmm. sense with your comps. One thing that you got to think about, if you're going to put over renovate this, you might be causing vacancy. Um, it might take longer for them to rent this out. You know, it is beautiful because it's so beautiful. Now you dictate um, an extra $400 a month above what market rent is. Some mm -hmm. people will pay that, but mm -hmm. there's fewer of them, right? Same thing when yeah. I bought properties out in the country, there is, you know, people will pay more money for it because it has some acres on it, but there's yeah. fewer people who will do it, right? You better be ready for a longer lease up period, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a toss up back and forth, right? Before we lose that thought, Glenn, too. Yeah. People that are willing to pay more in a lower neighborhood for a higher quality product is questionable. Mm -hmm. They probably don't have the money. They might sign the lease to pay, to pay an above market rent, but why are they in that market? I mean, you really have to know your market and some of these things don't fit. They're probably, they're, they might aspire to that and like what you've done, but they're in your market because they're actually in the economic bracket that that market dictates and they're overpaying for that market. It's not sustainable. And I've seen that fail. Like you, if you over renovate, you're attracting, you're actually teasing people who can't afford it up into more quality that they can't afford. You're asking them to fail. You're taking a huge risk. 
it's a terrible idea. Sorry, didn't want to let that. No, no, it was good. And my my last thing I just wanted to talk about is the re reproducible thing you were talking about and uh, scalable. Yeah. So, yeah. if you're going to do this in an apartment building, you know the smart thing to do would be like, buy a pallet of tile. We're going to go renovate yeah. ten units. We're not going to be buying, you know, every you know this unit's going to be blue. This one's going to be red. This one's going to be yellow. No, you make them all the same. Um, if you looked at even my single families, if you looked at them, you could kind of tell they're a Glen project. We had the same backsplash. Um, they're all for about two years were all this navy blue on the outside with white windows, right? Yeah. We just did the same paint. We did the same tile. We did the same flooring. But it's not like they're next door to each other. They could be in completely different parts of the city. Um, no, I want to throw you another movie reference. Okay, 50, shades good, of good. <laughs> 50 Shades of Beige. That's what you're doing. You're not doing red <laughs> and blue. You're doing 50 shades of beige and you should be very, very comfortable with different colors of beige and white because that's what you're doing. Everyone wants to decorate, but come on, what we're doing is 50 shades of beige. You go too bold and you're gonna date your property. They're gonna be yeah. able to like, that's when it was done, right? You'd put the certain tile in, you're like that high end, you know, fancy tile, whatever it is this year. Um, and then in 20 years, they're gonna go, that's a 20 year old renovation. Whereas you do some sort of right in the middle, they don't know how old it is. <laughs> you have some subway tile and some, you know, um, vinyl plank that looks like wood, right? Um, and as long as it doesn't wear out, it's not going to look dated, right? You can continue this whole thing without having to re-renovate it unless it's worn out, right? Yeah, because your tenants are going to have a 20-year-old couch. They don't have brand new furniture. They're, they're, None yeah, of the stuff you know that I've, I've been surprised by some tenants. I've, oh. <laughs> I, I had a, I'm not going to go into that, but I had a tenant yeah, that had right. like three 50. vehicles, a BMW, a, a Land Rover, and I was, and uh, I can't remember, Mercedes Benz in the driveway. And I was like, they had a bigger TV than me. And I was just like, there's some, constantly. Right? Yeah, it goes both true. ways. It goes both ways. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm driving like an 11 year old Pontiac Montana van. And, you know, <laughs> all my tenants are driving way better cars. Like, what yeah. is wrong with me? Everybody has different priorities where they want to spend their money. Yeah, that's anyway, yeah. that's a completely different thing. All right, we didn't give you a, a second to talk. <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> I think um, I'd like to add two things. Uh, yeah, a lot was said. Um, two things. First, treat it like a business, you know, because it's a business. So it's very important to understand what does your clientele, what do your customers actually want? And ignoring them, that's not being a business person. You know, you're right. you're it's not doing business because we're here to serve and we're here to provide the service that that are actually expected from us. So that's the one thing. And then treat it as a business in terms of systems. Like Darcy was saying, you know, have systems in place. Uh, you use that color, you use that type of flooring, you use that thing. So so that you have systems in place and, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's you treat it like a business. And when we fix things, um, we replace when, when it's needed. And, and typically we don't buy top of line brands. We buy, we buy durable brands, things we know will last because, and we, that's we, a good point. Persist yeah. the, the test of time and, uh, and usage by, by the tenants. So yeah. that's one thing. Well, we, we just talked about vinyl plank, but we, that's why, that's why I, don't, I do vinyl plank over laminate. That's exactly why. Yeah. It holds water on top. It's bulletproof. It's color last all the way through. It doesn't rot. It has a, anti-mildew product based, based right into can it we, can you guys dive into this where you say okay this is why i use what type of flooring do you use what color what what are what what are your your what's your take on this uh 50 shades of beige really, i like honestly. the grays i like uh all the different yeah, shades of yeah. light gray it's what, what i like to have in the house yeah we have a uh I'm trying to think of our paint color 
Uh, it's a Sherwin Williams color, but it has it goes both beige grays, so you can put blue on top of it. It also goes brown greens. It's like right in between, has a little bit of each uh, in the paint color. So then you can people can work with it. It just it just works so well with either color, um, and people are happy with it. They go, yeah, it seems a little bland, but then you put any kind of furniture on top of it, and it totally works. Hey, I did a list of trigger words for me. That tell me what you think of these ones. These okay. are trigger words with, with renovations. How about glass blocks? Huh? <laughs> People have this idea, yeah, we'll put glass block in. Like, no, no, hideous. Um, wait, wait a second. There's a spot to use glass block. I, I like them in basement windows um, if it's not renovated. Um, but not dividing walls between bathrooms and making a master ensuite with glass block between a, uh, like a, oh, oh yeah. Okay, but these no, are my no, trigger no, Okay, words. that's totally different. No, I, I'm not okay. into that. How about anything open concept? You know what that means? An engineered beam, an I-beam that's at least 24 feet long going from post to post, supported by two by sixes. You're gonna rip out the walls on both sides and just take down a wall. So as soon as you talk open concept, thousands, thousands of dollars. So, okay, I got a point on that too. Whenever <laughs> I'm pulling my comps, whenever I'm looking at what I'm, if this is gonna be a sale, like we're gonna be doing- Okay, sale, yeah. I'm talking about rentals, but okay. Yeah, rentals, no, no, yeah. but if I'm doing a sale, when I go in there, I'm looking at the comps and like a lot of people are like, oh, what's the level of renovation? A lot of it, I'm looking at layout too. If yeah. if my comps have open concept, I need to budget mine to be open concept because otherwise I am not a comp, right? Um, So that's sometimes true. you have to, if you're in a neighborhood that's already been rejigged, that's one of the things you go, I'm going to pick the, the road that has all the dumpsters because that's, you know, it's going to... Uh, you know, it's a regentrifying area. It's going to be a good place. The appreciation is going to be here. People are going to want to move here. Um, but the other thing is you got to look what they're doing. If everyone else opened this up and put a beam in, you better be doing the same thing or you're not going to comp against those at all. You know, they're going to go up farther. So if I'm just doing rentals. So I oh, hear rentals, that. Yeah. You know, no, I don't do them no, in rentals. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, powder room. We could squeeze in a powder room. That's five grand. For what? Powdering your nose? An extra washroom where you can't take a shower? Come on. That's for wealthy people that's not my people <laughs> those, those aren't ours uh we have a powder room that's i have a powder room in my house that make me a wealthy yeah. individual yeah that's where that's where people go to have that sneaky sneaky poo into the powder room <laughs> right that's what it's for designer anything. <laughs> granite granite uh anytime i hear rip this out all right i'm already like no slow down slow down because i have to replace all that you ripped out and fix everything you broke ripping it out and then everything you scrape up on the way out and all the dumpsters. Uh, I love done right once. That means that you're just gonna rip everything out, just trash everything and spend a whole bunch of money on brand new things. Uh, those are just uh, what's that make me start itchy. As soon as I hear this, I'm like, oh, oh this is gonna be expensive. I don't know, those are trigger words for me, but maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, the one thing though that I have found, <laughs> because I, I talk about, you know, when you're done, with the tenant you're like they've finished their tenancy you, you this project's runs course and you're going to go flip it it yeah. um it is trickier to do the renovation then because there's a different mindset than when you do it right off the start so when you buy a mm -hmm. project and the intention is to flip it you're ready to put all the money you're ready you've lined up money to come in or you've the partners or whoever are working with this you it's all part of the project when you do it yeah. at the end it it is a different feel to the whole thing because you're now going back to the the partner who's you know possibly been made perfectly right already years ago with a cash out refinance and now you're asking them 
for money again to do this rehab in order to sell it. And they do get it that it's a short turnaround, but it's it's a different conversation when it's something you already have. And a lot of times they're like, shouldn't it be already in a condition that we can just sell it? And you go, yeah, but it doesn't comp against the area, the stuff that's really good around us. We're, you know, it's going to really hurt our, our sale price. But anyway, and it's we're worn. It's worn. If it's been rented for several years, it's worn. Even the best renters are going to, you know, scrape up the baseboards and dent the walls. It's not going to be pristine like you need for sale. Yeah. No, you're right. It's like introducing a new project with a property you already own. It's, it's a fresh start. So, yep. Hmm. Anyway, I think we got a lot of points there. I think a lot of it was, you know, scale, don't over renovate, you know, figure out what, what your intention of this property is, um, you know, and yeah, don't over renovate because you could cause a, a vacancy and understand what value add is. And are you, is, because it's called value add, but does the renovation actually increase value? Does it yeah. actually increase value rent? Does it actually increase, um, you know, the value of the property? And um, yeah. It, it just makes sure it makes sense, right? Because I yeah. think also an element is a a key player in the renovation is the contractor. So uh, refer back to our conversations around contractors, how to pick them, uh, how to work yeah. with them. That's that's going to be key also because that can be a a bleeding element. Uh, and don't don't let them run the show. You know, it's uh, it's your renovation. Make sure you have set expectations and 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 that they yeah. go follow your lead. They have to understand your values. If you haven't articulated your values to them, that's your fault. They have to understand it because you're probably, if you're at odds with them and they keep upselling you on other things, they don't understand what you're trying to do. And maybe it needs time to have a conversation. Say, listen, this is what we're doing. Here's where I've been successful. This is what works. I'm asked, can you do this? And maybe they don't want to do that. There's lots of guys that don't want to work with used or anything else. They just want to work with new brand new materials. Yeah, like Holmes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he rips out everything because he's got sponsors paying for promotional advertisement in the middle of the show. That's, that's why he never fixes it. It's never his money. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in, and uh, we hope you gain value out of this uh, conversation we had today about uh, renovations and the level of renos needed uh, when when working in real estate. Uh, you, it's a key topic. You can you can make or break you. So make sure that uh, you you give it a listen and uh, hopefully uh, you you find it helpful. Don't hesitate to submit your questions or the topics you want us to cover. Advanced REI Talk at gmail.com. Advanced REI Talk at gmail.com. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.